Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode. This is the one-on-one, your dynasty football content. Welcome back, my friend. How are you doing today, Mitch? I'm doing good. I'm ready to go over what happened this week. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on out there in the NFL. I know, man. Right this crazy was sorry, this week was crazy. It got me crazy just speaking about it. Yeah, we have we have so many things going on. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's wild out there. There's a lot of news and a lot of noise. So gonna gonna get right into it. Um, yeah, just want to hear about your week, dude. How was no, it? No, yeah, no, things were good. Um, we moved offices at work, so I got to do a bunch of IT work that I'm not technically paid for doing. So that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the escape room was fun. Oh yeah, the escape room was great last weekend. Yeah, should do that more often. Yeah. Oh, we're going uh, go karting next time. I thought we were not going to get out at one point. Like we had five minutes. I was like, we're not getting out of this. Oh yeah, we were on that last step. We just like we got like three or four locks in like four minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, we just had those three sitting there at the end. And once we figured out one of them, and just kind of opened them yeah. all up. So anyway, all right. So so this is going to be a quick one, I think. But um, do you want to kick off any sp- particular? news that you want to talk about that like no particular news it's just kind of a slow time in the dynasty sphere most of my league mates in my leagues are kind of tapped out right now and not really making trades and i think if people were making trades they've made them already um it's kind of that lull in the year we're getting closer as, as camp gets closer and closer people kind of come back to it but once uh preseason starts i'm i'm ready for the the trades to be flying around my leagues yeah yeah um uh... I would say the same thing. I tried. I probably tried like a lot of trade this week, and just couldn't get any. Yeah, if you're less active. Yeah, I think compared to like last two weeks, I would say the news. On the other hand, are um just a lot more of them. Yeah, OTAs and min- yeah. mandatory mini camps starting. We're getting a lot more news. Guys actually showing yeah. up, not showing up. So. Kind of just a lot going on to to start the year, but it's it's early. It's only June. Only June. Yep, that's right. Okay, so starting it off with uh, Daryl Henderson. Apparently, he's got a soft tissue injury. Yeah, I I think there's probably noise. I don't think Daryl Henderson's that fantasy relevant. I mean, Mm -hmm. that Rams backfield seems pretty Cam Akers-led, hopefully. But Daryl Henderson will probably have a little bit of value. I'm just I'm more interested in the wide receiver group here in, in LA rather than the, the running back room outside K Makers. Right. And then following Daryl Henderson, Kyron Williams with a broken foot. So Yeah, they say he's supposed impact? to be back. I don't know. I does I was already like, out on Kyron. I don't have any shares of Kyron Williams. But, so Well like does that impact Cam Akers positively? Yeah, I mean, if everyone else is hurt around them, yeah. Right. It's positive. But yeah. it is, it's June, so these guys it's, should have time to heal. It's not I, news. Yeah. But, like, yeah. if it keeps going like that, um, yeah. and Cam Akers just gets all the touches in the training camps, that just give, gives them a, a little bit of a head start. Yeah, just give them those first team reps. And, I mean, I don't think Kyron Williams has had a, an ounce of good news since the whole draft process has started, so I kind of feel bad for the guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, getting, getting off LA, those guys, that's kind of the only news going on out there besides Aaron Donald getting paid. So good for him, but DK Metcalf, no showed mandatory minicamp. Apparently, uh, contract talks have stalled. I 
I don't really blame him. That team's not looking too great. DK is kind of, I, I don't want to say a diva, but he, he kind of leans towards that. And, and that's what I want in my receivers. I want them to be like like T.O. and, and Chad Ochocinco and, and those kind of guys. So DK kind of fits that mold, but you, he just needs to get them better. to be situation. that way? Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at all like the the elite. Not not all of them, but there's a lot of elite receivers that are kind of divas. Randy Moss, yeah. T.O., um, Des Bryant. Like these guys, very kind of outspoken about. I don't I don't want to say selfish, but very. Yeah. They they take their careers. They they always put themselves in, first in their careers, which is, is yeah. fine in a sport like this. I mean, not everyone's gonna be Tom Brady who just takes a pay cut to win Super Bowls, but I, I don't blame these guys for wanting to get paid. And DK is gonna have a a rough season out there if Drew Locks the guy that they were allowed Week One, so I don't blame him. Yeah, I feel like lately it's been a popular move for receivers we've seen this with Debo Samuel and AJ Brown and yeah. um you know his uh college friend or how how would you say like his college um teammate and teammate. roommate yeah so yeah yeah good but, for him yeah i, I think just, that's i think it's kind of news though i think this shows that dk is either going to get paid paid or they're probably going to try to ship him off cuz yeah. he's getting to the end of that rookie contract here so he, He's probably just trying to test the waters, see what the Seahawks really plan for him, how they yeah. plan on using him, if he's going to be one of those main pieces of that offense. If this not, might be a good buy. Go this might be a good buy opportunity for DK Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well, I wouldn't I would do the same probably if I lost Russell Wilson to Drew Locke. Like, are you kidding me? At least Go from future Hall of Famer to a guy that got replaced by Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least pay me, you know. Exactly. So I'm not gonna catch many touchdowns. Yeah. I think that's news though. I yeah. for DK. The other ones are kind of just noise there. But um talking about receivers, Alan Lazard has not signed or showed up to mandatory minicamp. I don't know if they expect someone who's a free agent, like under or I think he's a restricted free agent, but I don't know if they have to show up to mandatory minicamp, but the fact that he's not signed and not there is probably news for him. But Alan Lazard was one of those flyer wide receivers anyway. That's volatile. And sometimes you got to lean into the volatility, but Mm -hmm. I'm not an Alan Lazard fan to start with. So this is kind of just another nail in the coffin for him to me. So do you think that the Packers are interested in keeping him or... I mean, with that wide receiver group, probably. Right. But he's... Shipping off um, Devonta Adams is going to make a hole in that team. Yeah. And, I mean, he may... Alan Lazard may have seen how much Christian Kirk got paid and be asking for that much, and they're just like, absolutely not. So... so? It could be. I I don't know. I have no idea. I looked into it all day. I couldn't find anything. So, it's kind of... I don't know. I'm out on Alan Lazard anyway. I don't own him in any leagues. Yeah. But. Well, that well, we'll see how that goes. But that might affect Christian Watson positively. Yeah, I think there's just a plethora of targets to go around in that offense with Devontae out, and if Alan Lazard's not there as well, there's just even more. So, well, Christian Watson might be the only guy left <laughs> at the end of the preseason. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, I think it's more news for Christian Watson than Alan Lazard. So, yeah. but uh, next one, Uncle Lenny is looking pretty thick at camp. Apparently, <laughs> he uh, you sent me that picture today. Holy cow! <laughs> that guy's got a big, 
He's looking like Eddie Lacy out there. I know. Uh, but that was a pretty funny picture. Yeah, hopefully it's just bul- it's, him bulking. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more of the angle, but he's definitely a little thick. He's but I, I was thick. looking into yeah, I was looking into it and apparently he does that every off season. And then as soon as he gets in, back into uh, the mandatory camps, he like just cuts a lot of weight. Yeah, so. and it's June, so like I'm not too worried about him being a little if he was Eddie Lacy big, I'd be a little bit more concerned, but yeah. he he looked fine. But if he looks like this in two, three months, then I might be concerned. But I doubt he will. Yeah. yeah. So but it, it was a it was a funny one. Yeah, but th- that's just noise. If anyone's willing to sell Leonard Fournette because they think he's overweight going into camp, just go get him. But <laughs> yeah. Um, back to uh, um, our boy Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Wow. So now what we suspected is being confirmed by the Titans. He's got asthma. We already knew that, though. He, yeah. He had asthma I mean, in college. Like, do people think it yeah. goes away? Yeah, so uh, that was from the, the receiver coach, and he said he's currently um, going through some asthma crisis. And I was trying to understand why, and I was looking into some of the comments. You know, some people say that Tennessee is really hot right now, like really hot. And um, people just take some time to acclimate. I mean, I hope that doesn't take like longer than a month or two. Um, but you know, this is just repeating news. I think I think we saw this the last time, and uh, this, that doesn't change anything that I think about him. Yeah, this is just noise. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you. My allergies are going crazy too, so it could be the pollen in the air. I know if you have asthma, that affects you a little bit more too. So who knows? Sure. I, I'm not too worried about it. If he's like yeah. not able to play in like training camp then i might be concerned but i mean he's just got asthma yeah so if we talked about this last time i mean he had an amazing career at arkansas and he really put up some numbers so either he only has asthma now which i don't believe or you know just just like unlucky and He's gonna suffer through the NFL, which I don't think it's gonna happen. So yeah, I, I'm not a medical expert by any means, but it would be weird if he just like developed asthma at 22. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got asthma for a while, and uh, we've seen a lot of athletes in the NFL with asthma. He's not the first one. Yeah. Just give him an now, inhaler. He'll be I fine. just, I just, yeah, I just hope that the team believes in him and gives him all the support to go through because it's probably not easy you know do they have anybody pressure. else to throw the ball to though like yeah robert woods they don't they, the comment that they made on Ro- the robert Woods signing is that they liked him because he was the best run blocking wide receiver in the league <laughs> yeah i 30 year old robert woods coming off an acl is not really something i'm worried about for competition for him so he's kind of probably just plugs right into the aj brown target level so kind of yeah. interesting still there I, i'm not too concerned, but uh, maybe this next one is maybe a little bit of news. Jerry Judy had a groin injury, left left practice early. Yeah, groins are tricky, man. Uh, yeah, we've seen it derail people's entire seasons, but I mean, it is still June, so he should be able to recover if he can get back on the field. He'll be he'll be fine. The only concern I have is maybe just the the chemistry with Russell Wilson, but they got plenty of time. Yeah, I think they got time. Um... I don't think this this impacts him right now. If it comes back in a couple of weeks, 
um, as like a recurrent injury, then I would be very concerned. So yeah, as you just, said, it's tricky. It can be nothing. It could just evolve into something worse. So got to just keep an eye on it. Yeah. And if it follows him into training camp, I'll be a little bit more concerned. But yeah, it's it, it's just another Jared Judy news day. Yeah. So I don't know. It um, it's hard, man. Jared Judy's a it's a great route runner, and with Russell Wilson right now, I'm I'm interested to see how he's gonna perform on that team. Yeah, if he doesn't do anything this year, I'm out. But I'm pretty yeah. interested. So, yeah. but uh, all right, this is probably the biggest noise today. Jarvis Landry dominating OTAs. I hope the the veteran and Jarvis Landry can beat guys that aren't probably gonna make the team. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine he's out there running against um, anybody that means anything or is if they do are trying 100% to stop him. It's OTAs. Like, I, I hope Jarvis, we know Jarvis Landry can, can catch. We know he's a good route runner. Like, I hope he's dominating OTAs. He's a vet. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. This, this is a funny one. Just noise, in my opinion. Um, yeah. This is like coming out and saying Tom Brady's dominating OTAs. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, exactly. He's a veteran. I mean, he he knows the drill. So, yeah. So, this next one right. might be a little bit of news, in my opinion. Zach Wilson having accuracy issues in camp. I mean, there's kind of a knock on him during the season last year. And I don't know, dude. I think he might be on the hot seat if they don't finish well this year and they have an opportunity to take a QB. They could replace him. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it could happen, man. You yeah. know. Like you said, he's in a hot seat. Yeah, he's got all the weapons to succeed in, in the Jets now, offensively talking. Um, yeah. He has to score some some touchdowns. Yeah, and so, in, in this kind of context, I value negative news more than I value positive news. Because most guys are like, oh, he's having a great offseason, he's coming and dominating OTAs, that kind of stuff. But if there's issues showing up in OTAs, not saying that they can't be fixed, Yeah, but that that's more of a, a concern for me than... A lot of I get your point. Good I news. get your point because, like, throwing accurately is what you're supposed to do, right? So that's so throwing accurately. It's not going to make you a great quarterback. No, it's going to make it, you a good quarterback. But if you can't throw accurately, that's going to screw you over, and you're not going to be a starter very soon. Yep, exactly. Right? Yeah, and if so. like I said, if they finish like three, four wins with a team they have, who he he's gone. Yeah. Especially if he sucks, like, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, like, trying to understand what's what's going on under the Jets, and I don't, so, I think I was a, a buy on Zach Wilson, but right now I might be, like, just holding off that for now, because this is really some news that the changes, the, the whole situation, like you said, negative news is always something you've got to be more careful. So yeah. We haven't heard Davis Mills having accuracy issues in camp. Not that that's equivalent, but just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, next one, I don't think this has any fantasy relevance, but Tavon Austin signs to the Bills. Yeah, he's going to have a season until they draft someone else uh, someone else, and sign someone else next season. So. Yeah, I'm just not him. really interested in 31-year-old 5'8 Tavon Austin at this point in his career. Neither. I mean, yeah. he, was a, he was a good draft pick a while ago, but... Uh, I don't think he's, he's been fancy right now. He's abandoned. I mean, they they lost two of their very productive guys like Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. He's gonna play for for a season. 
um, not going to get many targets. And then next year, the Bills are going to... So that's a one-year deal, right, probably? Yeah. Gonna, you know, he's going to walk away, and they're going to draft another receiver and probably sign someone else. So yeah, He's never a guy that's going to be able to be started in your fantasy lineup. Yeah, so I don't think you should be rostering him. But. Yeah. And uh, good old Riverboat Ron coming back at us with the uh, Curtis Samuel can play anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere on the field. Remember when uh, Antonio Gibson was supposed to be CMC last year? Yeah. Yeah, Riverboat Ron, king of hype for his players. I, yes. I respect him for it. He doesn't slander anybody. He he always yeah. hypes him out. Yeah, he's a team guy. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Curtis Samuel is one of the, those guys that hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. But he's still, I feel like he's talented, man. I'm, oh, I'm, he's a raw athlete. He's great. He's just like, yeah, I mean, getting passes from Carson Wentz doesn't excite me. No. You know? Mm-mm. So. Agreed. So. Yeah, he might. I don't know how things are going to go, but maybe next season if they get a quarterback, he's one of those guys that you can roster for free. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not really acquiring Curtis Samuel at the moment. Um, yeah. If you have him on your team, I just hold him. I like him. Yeah. I like him as a player. I like him a lot in Carolina um, at this point. I think he's kind of in a dead zone because look how good Terry McLaren has, has had to be just to maintain fantasy relevance. Right. And I don't think he's that good. Right. Yeah. So, but this this next one I think could potentially be news. DeAndre Swift adding bulk. He was five nine two twelve coming into last year. So, if he puts on five ten pounds, is that two fifteen two twenty? Yeah. That's that's good weight for for DeAndre Swift. I I like that a lot. I, I know most. People say adding bulk in the offseason is usually not good. Um, but when we're looking at a guy like this who has the ability to add bulk onto his frame, not the the Najee who's at 230 already then went up to 244, um, that, that is a little bit more concerning, the, the bulk there. But I think DeAndre Swift adding 5, 10 pounds would be good for him, just his longevity yeah. in his career-wise. So. I, I agree with you. I think it's a good thing for, for DeAndre Swift. He's, he's still the, the star of that team. That yeah, he's the best player. He's the best player on that offense. And yep, it's it's exactly. not really close. I know people love TJ Hawkinson and, and Jameson Williams, but DeAndre Swift is an absolute game changer of a player. Yep. Um, anytime he touches the ball, he can go to the house. So um DeAndre Swift's my RB two overall. So Yeah, I think we talked about this. I, I really like the guy. So I think that's yeah. positive. Yeah. I uh, uh, good good for DeAndre Swift. Um yeah. then Travis Etienne being in a Debo role. I mean, he's got the skill set for it, but do we know anybody that can actually withstand that workload? And Debo's kind of one of a kind here. Like, I don't think Debo gets the action he got last year with the amount of rush attempts he got. He'll get he'll get some, but just the pure the amount of touches he was getting was just insane. There's a reason we haven't seen a season like Debo Samuel, right? Um, And as a guy that watched Debo play in college, he's always been this kind of role for a while even in yep. south carolina he he returned punts uh kicks played as running back a couple times lined lined up in a slot he was like he was everywhere yeah he, but he's you haven't seen this in etn yeah he's built like a running back but plays wide receiver exactly like devo's a, a he's, class he's of a his tank. own right now he's a tank that can jump really high yeah 
And so I think ETN could maybe handle that role. He's a great pass catcher. I I don't think that that would be good for the Jacksonville offense. You tr- running this guy into the ground that much. You're going to need him down the stretch, especially later in his career. If you're burning him up first year back, right. oh my gosh, especially with a team that has no chance of winning a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, and the, the 49ers with Debo, they had a lot more offensive weapons than uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have right now. So yeah, definitely not a, a good thing, in my opinion, to happen at ETN. I hope that doesn't really happen. Yeah, it'd be great for fantasy, but terrible first career. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Um, this next one is probably the probably it's the biggest good, news. Man. Yeah, Kyler showing up to me. camp. Yeah. Kyler Murray shows up to camp, kind of acted like nothing happened. I mean, good for him. I kind of was kind of expecting this anyway. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just, I feel like he's just like, all right. So, are you going to pay me, or who else is going to pay me? Trying to see, you know, trying to start an, an auction kind of type. Yep. Type of thing. But um, this is good news. Yeah, he's, probably, he's you know he's going to play in, in the in the Cardinals this year. Yeah, and Kyler's still an elite fantasy QB just because of his rushing upside. He's yeah, shown totally. he can do it, and he he's a top. He's a QB one. He, he's a top end QB one, and yeah, especially in Arizona, he's going to have all the opportunity to succeed because they, they build the team around him. So. Yeah. And then our our last and final. This is probably the saddest of the day. Fitz Magic retired this week. Um, yeah, I'm assuming sad. if you're listening to the podcast, you already know. But the absolute legend that is Fitz Magic. Uh, call hanging it up. Maybe he gets called back at the end of the end of the season if somebody goes down. Let's see. I'm holding out hope. Maybe we can see the the return of Ryan Fitzpatrick. So yeah. Well, this guy is just a a legend, man. I'll never. I'll never forget the, the the most recent game that I watched this dude play for the Dolphins against the Raiders, where he just like came off the bench and and clinched the win. That was truly magical. Do you remember that game? Yeah. No, he's he's got some good career highlights, yeah. and just the the definition of what a journeyman QB can do. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but great guy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all for news or noise this week. Um. I'm adding Ryan Fitzpatrick to the news because you got to send him out on a high note. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, we're going to talk about some guys that we like for 2022, um, just the season, some guys we think undervalue, just guys we like in general. Uh, I know we've talked about a lot of different people on the podcast before, but these are some some names that we haven't really talked about a lot. Um, so we just kind of picked one guy and we're going to kind of Go in. We haven't really talked about why we we think these guys are where they are. So if we have a disagreement, we'll we'll see it live. Um, yeah. But uh, for my QB, I picked uh, Kirk Cousins. I think he is the cheapest option to finish as a QB one this season. Currently ranked QB twenty one in keep trade cut. Listen, this guy's thrown to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and he's always been an efficient passer. He he can finish as a a QB one for sure. And if you're paying QB low end QB two prices to get him, give me some Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I would, I agree with you. He's always been a reliable quarterback, and he's got a couple of weapons. You know, when you look at Thielen and Justin Jefferson, those two already are enough weapons to a guy like Kirk Cousins. They got the chemistry. They've been doing this for years, and it's going to be just one of you know one of those years where. Kirk Cousins finishes in the top 12, in my opinion. I agree with you. I think he's a buy. Um, I have him in, in one of the, my teams. 
just because he's so undervalued. And so I think he's a great opportunity to, to uh, pursue in, in this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah. Quarterback 21, if you're a contender, uh, he's just a, a guy that scores a lot of points with uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So Yeah. If you're a contender and Kirk Cousins is your QB2, That doesn't mean he's a cheap option to buy. I just think he's still undervalued. And the reason why I think he's still undervalued is because he's in a, in a shitty team. He's in a very shitty situation right now. But we've seen how things can change quickly in the NFL. One of the reasons why I like Trevor Lawrence is some of the movements, movements that have been happening in the, the Jacksonville Jaguars recently. So, you know, the Urban Meyer didn't work um and so they they kind of realized that it was was screwing him up um they let him call his own place and he played great uh he even even beat the Colts in the last game calling his old place which means he's a great quarterback in a bad situation he's still very very young he's one of the best prospects that we've seen as a quarterback coming out of college and i i still think he's undervalued Whatever he wherever he plays, if it's not Urban Meyer uh, as his head coach, he's, he's going to actively succeed. getting sabotaged by his own team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I feel like he already gained a couple of spots in uh, KTC just from the latest movements happening in the in the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with the acquisition of Christian Kirk. Uh, you got solid um, running backs like ETN. Obviously, uh, James Robinson now it's hurt, but uh, you know he's going to be back eventually, and they are probably going to be looking into adding some of those receivers uh, for Trevor Lawrence in the next draft. So I'm very yeah. interested in him in, in a dynasty uh, conversation. Yeah, and let's be real, Trevor Lawrence still finishes QB 23 last year. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. So I don't think he's going to finish in a top 12. That, that might be a that, stretch, I agree. But I think yeah, he so moves up that doesn't, into the teams. Yeah, but, but I still see a lot of value as a dynasty asset. And the reason why he's currently valued as quarterback 11 is exactly because he's a young, uh, dual, excellent dual threat quarterback that has a lot of life in the NFL. Regardless of where he plays, uh, he's very talented. And he's not going to stop in, in the Jacksonville Dragons, in my opinion. So let's say... Uh, they hate him and they they want to trade him. He's going to succeed regardless because he's a really good quarterback. He was in the probably the what would you say like the worst offense last year? Oh, absolutely the worst offense. Yeah, worst skill position group. They had Jamal Agnew as their wide receiver one. He was not a defensive that, back that got cut by the Lions. Like not only that, they had like all these kinds of things happening where uh, the kicker was like uh, getting abused by being the coach kicked, in practice. Yeah, so the kicker was being kicked by the head coach. Um, all kinds of things. I like the running backs were kind of like fighting against each other to see who would uh, take this pot. And like, man, his just... head coach benched their best skill position player, yeah, James Robinson, multiple yep. times. Trevor Lawrence had to go For up no to him and get him back on the field. Yeah, and so he was just being, like you said, he has been sabotaged by his own team. Um, so he's still a buy, in my opinion. 
I'm I'm not saying he's cheap. I just think he's worth the money. I'm calling this probably 15 to 20 years ahead of time. I think Trevor Lawrence will be a Hall of Famer at the end of his career. I think so too. I think so too. He's a great, great prospect, man. The fact that he's, he's like, he, dude, he was like a, uh, he was a rookie in his first year in, in the NFL. After going through all that shit in Jacksonville Jaguars, he was having to call his own plays against he's NFL teams, and he he like he cooked them, you know. Like, yeah, the Colts had great. one of the best defenses in the NFL last year, and he cooks them. Yep. You know, he was throwing the ball to who? Jamal Agnew, like you said? Jamal Agnew got hurt. <laughs> he, he, made, <laughs> he, made, like, he made LaVisca Chanel look okay in the last two games. Because he made he's just magic. Redwell look good. He's just magical. I'm telling you, dude. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like the guy. I agree. I agree. I, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. I like him a lot, so... I have a, and I'm a South Carolina fan, so it's it's not easy for me to say that. But this dude, this dude is just unreal. He's one of a kind. He's yeah. one of a kind. So, but uh, yeah, I think both those guys. If you have both those guys on your team, I'm trying to get that both of them. I have one of them on the team. I'm trying to actively acquire Kirk Cousins at the moment. But I have we'll, uh, one of each in different teams. Yeah, I don't have any Kirk Cousins, and as a Vikings fan, it's probably sacrilege. So I'm trying to get him at least in one spot. <laughs> I feel but, like uh, we fans like bash our own players more than the non-fans. I'm telling honestly. you, the Minnesota Vikings fan base has, is the reason Kirk Cousins is at QB 21. <laughs> they bash him and they act like he is the worst thing on the face of the planet. Kirk Cousins has not been the issue the last couple of years. It's definitely been Mike you. Zimmer, the head coach, actively sabotaging him. Like I agree with you. His last four finishes for the Vikings since he's been there... QB 13, QB 19, QB 11, QB 11. Yeah, I feel like, like as fans, if things are not working out, you know, blame the quarterback, blame the quarterback first. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I and don't Kirk, think he's awful, man. Kirk has his issues. He is an absolute statue in the pocket. But if you're going to be a statue in the pocket, you have to be as good of a passer as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, and he is. He's just good. So... Yeah, I feel uh, like now that like all the teams are struggling with quarterbacks and seeing all the issues with quarterbacks, I feel like Kirk Cousins is just like you kind of look back to him again and say, "Hey, I kind of forgot about you. Like you're actually good compared to all these other guys." You know, I mean, they're paying him forty-five million dollars this year. He better be good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we had an excellent quarterback class last year, and, and everyone thinking that like, oh, all these teams are getting all their guys, and we're here with Kirk Cousins, like. Kirk Cousins is so much better than these other rookies like Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance, you name it. I mean, he's much better than all those guys together. So I was going to say, um, Kenny Pickett, Tua, Zach Wilson are all ranked above Kirk Cousins on this list. Isn't that crazy? And we, we forget how, how young he is. 23 yeah, I mean, is not bad. 33. That's Derek yeah, Carr. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, 33, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr is at QB 15, and he's 31. Exactly. So, I, I think Kirk Cousins could have a better year than Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr's got the weapons, too, but I don't know. Yeah, man, when you have... When you have... Um, Devontae and Waller. Adam, yeah, so when you have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, you're set. Yeah, Adam Thielen for a while had like one of the craziest stats. He was um uh, like ninety percent of his 
targets in the red zone were touchdowns. He's targets, just a clutch guy. Not receptions, yeah. just targets. So every time they throw the ball, he scored. It's because so. that's exactly why, because Kirk Cousins trusts him to give him the ball because he scores. It's like a, a, a mutual relation, you know? Like, if you score, I'll give you the ball. So when, when we get to the red zone, I'll give you the ball, and you score. So <laughs> that's how it works. Yep, that's kind of just how it'd be. So, yeah, he's uh, he's got good weapons, and Justin Jefferson's obviously a monster. So Yeah. So for my guy in a running back position, I've got A.J. Dillon, currently ranked as running back 20. And one of the reasons why I like this guy is if you're sitting behind Aaron Jones and you can steal as that many touches as he did, you got to have something to it. Not only that, in his second year, he went from 242 yards to 880, uh, 803 yards. So uh, adding... Three more touchdowns, so totaling five touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, so his his uh, rushing yards per attempt uh, are just pretty good for a RB2 in that team, so 4.3 4. last year. Obviously, when you start getting more touches, that uh, average goes down a little bit, but he still put up 803 yards with five touchdowns, so... Um, it's especially yeah. if you consider the team that he's in, um, playing with Aaron Jones, he's not going to be there for too long, and eventually he's going to pass him and, and take that that role. So yeah, and I think the biggest boost for AJ Dillon right now is their complete lack of skill position players on the outside. I mean, they have no right. wide receivers. They're going to have to use Aaron Jones in the passing game. They're probably going to start using AJ Dillon in the passing game. Let's be real. And if those two can get a lot of action, because there's no one else to throw the ball to there. Right. So I think that alone is going to give him value. I could see a thousand yard season coming out of AJ Dillon this year. So I, I like him. I, I think the people who have him are significantly higher on him than I am. Yeah, I agree. Which is my issue. It's so, kind of hard to get him. Yeah. He's one of but those guys. Everyone's like, oh, he's he's going to pop off. And the dude's built like a truck. So he, yeah. he could. But yeah, I, I like him. I think he's going to do really good this year. I think he's going to continue that growth as long as he doesn't get hurt. So, I, like I would much rather have Adrian Dillon than Kim Akers. Um, I, I, I would push back. I would rather have Kim Akers. I think Kim Akers. Kim Akers. How so? I think that's a tough injury to recover, and he hasn't shown last season that he truly recovered. Okay, so he did come back the same season he tore his Achilles. The, I yeah, think we talked about this before, but the, the yeah. biggest issue with Cam Akers is the community is either way overhyped on him or way undervalued on him. And I think he's kind of swinging as, as a big pendulum because he showed that playoff stretch and everyone's like, oh my God, he's a top five running back. He's a beast. He's going to be the best thing since sliced bread. Goes out, pops his Achilles. Everyone was holding on hope. They saw him play after he got hurt in the playoffs and just plummeted down. As if that's the the two or three game sample size we have of Cam Akers actually playing is enough to judge who he's going to be. I think Cam Akers is a wild card for sure, but his ceiling is probably top 10 running back. And they're going to have to use him because I don't think Daryl, we've seen Daryl Henderson not be much. And that offense is so good that there's no way they're ever, ever going to have to put eight in the box. Yeah, and I, I think Cam Akers is. 
primed to have a pretty decent season. I think people are a little too low on Cam Akers right now. Right, yeah, I don't think I have any numbers to back that up. Like you said, he came back in the same season. I'm just skeptical. That's my own, like, personal... Yeah, and again, hey, like, running backs, I think that's why, if you're out, you're out. I get it. Yeah, I think that's why the, the market is so different on him. Like, I feel like people just have feelings, like, like you know, risk. And I was talking about it today on Twitter. Like, some people just, just like the risk, you know. That's why you can pay cheaper on him. So, yep. And look at the his uh, running back value on keep trade cut over time. <laughs> it's just like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. But uh, um, the running back that I like for 2022 is Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to get more passing work, like we saw at the end of last year after Gruden was clipped. Uh, he can catch. He, he's a good pass catcher. Gruden just refused mm-hmm. to throw the ball to him. Uh, and they're not going to put eight in the box ever with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller on the outside. There's no chance that they are getting uh, anything too crazy there for against the rush. And he's a thumper. He's not a guy that's going to break off like 90-yard runs, but God, he is a bowling ball and hard to take down. So I think Josh Jacobs is a good guy to target if you're a, a contender this year. I think he's going to have a really good shot. And who knows? He could go somewhere even better next year because they declined his fifth-year option or they could just pay him. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, there's a lots of places for him to land. There's a lot of teams in need of running backs. Yeah, and especially as running backs as consistent as Josh Jacobs. Absolutely. So, great pick, man. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's uh, who you taking a wide receiver? So at wide receiver, I'm taking Juju Smith-Schuster. The reason why I'm taking this guy is when you look at his age and his production in the league. Is insane. He's been in the league for five years, and you're telling me he's 25. He's gonna play. He's gonna play in Kansas City. Along who? McCole Hartman, MVS, the goat, Kai Justin Moore. Ross, Justin Ross, dude. He's gonna lead this team in, team in so many targets. So many targets. He played last year, coming from like back and forth injuries on his shoulder, and he was still like a clutch of a player for Big Ben. In a, in a couple games, like he just came in, got a couple like twenty five yard passes, and came out, and that was Juju Smith Schuster. And I am very confident that you're going to see that happening over and over and over again every single week in Kansas City. So yeah, when my boy Justin Ross steals his job, I'll I'll quote back to this. But um, uh, the the one thing I, I can say about Juju. Is he needs to fire his agent because if Christian Kirk can get seventeen million dollars, he can <laughs> definitely get more than what he got. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, well, this, I just love this guy, man. I f- feel like he's a one of those like team players, great guy, and just puts up the numbers. The dynamic duo on TikTok: Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Mahomes. So, yeah. so we'll besides see. last year that he, of course, he was struggling with some shoulder injuries. He seems to be very healthy now. I was looking up some uh, some clips from him on OTAs. He's pretty healthy. Of course, there's a long offseason to go. Uh, I just think he's the guy of that offense, obviously, yeah. right after yeah. uh, Travis Kelsey. But the the wheels got to fall off Kelsey eventually. It's just when exactly it's happen, yeah right yeah. He's uh, Juju's very young, twenty five yeah. man. I mean, he's right about to hit his prime. 
and he's with one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. So that is true. I'm. I yeah. think the Kansas City wide receiver room has a lot of question marks around it, and whoever can kind of stand out there is going to be pretty fantasy relevant because there's a lot of open targets with Tyreek leaving. Yeah, and I don't think MVS is the guy. So I think it's Justin Ross personally. I'm hoping it's Justin Ross, but I skeptical still. But I'm gonna keep bringing point, him up every honestly, podcast. Yeah, I feel like at this point anything can happen in Kansas City. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Justin Ross makes the the 53. I would be more shocked if he didn't make the 50. As long as he's like healthy and like medically cleared, I would be more shocked if he didn't make the team at this point. Yeah, with the, the with the amount of question marks they have there. Right, right. Well, there's there's a whole off season. We'll see. Um, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just out of him. If you you know, like you said, it's about a at the end of the day, like the, some of those guys are just feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he could hit definitely. Yeah. But uh, the, this next you? guy I think is the biggest steal <laughs> in drafts right now. Allen Robinson on Keep Trade Cut is currently wide receiver forty-one, and he is probably the only person in that range that can legitimately finish as a wide receiver one. We've seen him do it before with significantly worse QB play. And after the season Cooper Cup just had, he's going to get triple teamed. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to let him do that again. Like, he's going to be drawing the main target, the main attention from every defensive coordinator out there. It's going to be how do we stop Cooper Cup? How do we stop Cooper Cup? How do we stop Cooper Cup? And mm-hmm. this is a team that has 88% of three wide receiver sets on the field. He's going to be out there. And Allen Robinson is a legitimate wide receiver one. And Robert Woods was putting up good numbers, and Robert Woods is a significantly worse receiver than Allen Robinson. So he is just tuned and ready to go for an absolute breakout season at 28 years old of just coming out and being a monster. I think Allen Robinson is the highest upside of anybody in this range, especially, not even close. Mm-hmm. And he is set up to have potentially, I, I think a thousand yards is like the minimum I expect from him if he plays all these games. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like where he's sitting right now, um, currently in the market is extremely undervalued. Uh, he's going to play in one of the best offenses with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And like you said, Cooper Cup is going to get all the attention, um, and he's going to be the guy that's just going to like soak soak up all that target and uh, yards. Yeah. So that's a great pick, man. Yeah. And, um, hey, Rob. If, steal. Yeah. If you let me, I have like honorable mentions. Yeah, go for it. Here, I would. Uh, I would mention Brandon Cooks. Honestly, I feel like Brandon Cooks and finishing in top fifteen in the country. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Name a more iconic dude than Brandon Cooks and being underrated. Yeah. He'll be underrated. Till the end of time. Exactly. Until he point. retires. Yeah. Every single so, we, year we see this. So thousand yard receiver. He's the most. Yeah. He's him and Mike Evans are hitting a thousand yards every single yeah. year. It seems so. so he is same, he's same range of guys. I got got Juju, Allen Robinson, and Running Cooks on that uh, area that could finish in the top fifteen. Yep. Brandon Cooks. If if he if you put Brandon Cook even when he was on good teams, they, people still don't respect him. Brandon Cooks is a right. beast. That, that dude, if he continues this streak of a thousand yards for another season, put this man in the Hall of Fame. This man can do it with anybody. Yeah, 
literally, he's shown he can do it. A ton Ooh. of different QBs. From so. uh, Deshaun Watson to Tyrod Taylor to David Smells. To Drew Brees to Drew Brees, yeah. Um, Jared Goff. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. He's getting his. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Do you have anybody else? Um, well, if you're talking, well, if you're talking about extremely cheap options, I would mention our boy, Nico Collins. Some people are very out. Uh, I feel like he's still the receiver two in that team. And I feel like he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, Yeah. I'm just kind of hesitant for the 2022 season on him. Um, I think Brandon Cooks will get his. And then I think there will be kind of a split with him and Mechie, but they could be a lot on the field. I I genuinely don't know what to make out of the Houston offense. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. And yeah, that, well, that kind of ambiguity late, is, is scares late, me. late, like, late, late round. What, 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 was he a fourth round? Yeah, fourth he, round? I, he was a late, he was a day three pick. I just, yeah. my concern well, put, is just the Houston Texans offense. I just hope he gets a lot more snap percentage because last year he wasn't on the field too much but when he was he was putting up some some very consistent numbers i mean his uh yards per catch are some of the most insane numbers of last season look it up like his numbers are not for a rookie third day receiver with with an average of less than 70 percent of uh snap percentage yeah, and I think the reason he fell to day three last year is because he played for Michigan, and Michigan refuses to throw the ball, and we consistently see it. It's kind of just Harbaugh's thing, I guess, and he just yeah. kind of got eaten by that bug and fell. So, I, I don't he's know. I like guys that, like, he's in a bad situation because... He's been in a bad likely... situation in college and in the NFL. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, but... Last last season he was pretty productive. If you look at like yeah, he's productive pr- on a... production per opportunity. He yep. didn't have much opportunity, and he's still like all those opportunities he had. He put up some crazy numbers. So it's okay. whether whether they trust him or not next season. It's called do, you know, do we trust Lovey Smith to do anything sane though? There, yeah, well they got a, a bunch of firsts from uh, the Browns, so. I expect him to spend that on a yeah, quarterback we, and a receiver. <laughs> can we end this this episode on talking about how much of a terrible human being that Deshaun Watson is? Oh, dude, did you see that? If, if this guy is not, suspe- I've been saying this Disgusting. the entire podcast. Like, made me like gag. It was this ugh. guy needs to get this guy out the field. Like, if this guy is allowed to play, and Calvin Ridley is banned for a season for ban- gambling fifteen hundred dollars, right. NFL fire Roger Goodell. Absolute yeah, clown. Like, I feel like he's going to be suspended at least for a year. How is he and... not on the exempt list? Yeah, yeah, I like, agree with you, man. I think it's a, a disgusting. Uh, Deshaun Watson is disgusting human being. Disgusting, and disgusting. I, I, the this is the most Browns move of all time. Burning like Baker Mayfield, love him or hate him. I think he's a pretty good dude. He, he seems like one of the best teammates. He was tying his, the shoes for his offensive lineman after a play like this guy will go the extra mile for the guys that he's playing with deshaun watson is an absolute slime ball yeah like that's what you win and you just paid him the most guaranteed money in history like this is what the decision making for the cleveland browns is Mm -hmm. this is why this team sucks this is why this team will always be in mediocrity yeah 
because they make stupid decisions like this. They're gonna have to start Jacoby Brissett, dude. I know. I was yeah. I was talking to you about the like. I would go pick up Bridges with Baker, and I'm pretty certain right now that Jacoby Brissett has a pretty good chance to start in Week One because. Baker probably is like, screw you. I'm not going to play for you. And, uh, That's what I've been take, saying the whole time. I take back what I said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole like, situation is like messy, man. Because like, if you're Baker, so let's put ourselves in Baker Mayfield situation, okay? You're a quarterback. You know, you haven't been great. But then they call up this dude, Deshaun Watson, to replace you. And with all these accusations going on, like you start questioning yourself. Like, dude, did they really value this guy? more than me like you you know like i'm not gonna play for you imagine if you're just at your workplace and your boss and you're like doing decent at your job like baker's a a starting qb in the nfl i don't think he's like an elite talent but like he deserves to be starting somewhere so if you're better than you're competent at your job and your boss walks up to you and was like hey we're replacing you with this sexual predator and we're gonna pay him 10 times the amount we're paying you. And then he's not even going to work here. And I expect you to come back to work. Yeah. Kick rocks. I am out. Like yeah. this guy, th- I feel bad for Baker. I feel bad for Baker. Yeah. This I, is I really the worst situation. As well. I mean, he's <laughs> a great guy. You got, you know, Baker is just like a great guy, man. And um, he's in a really bad spot right now. I feel like if I had to guess, there's a 50, 50% chance for both like Brissett and, um, Baker to start. In my opinion, yeah. I th- I think Deshaun Watson will never play in the NFL again. Um, the reason is because I don't. So unfortunately, I'm I might. So let me put it that way. Unfortunately, I believe. Okay, I don't want to get in trouble here. I don't. I believe there's no way to um, prove what he did, right? Because massage houses don't have cameras inside him it's but, not even massage houses he was going to people's homes this yeah. man had 66 different massage therapists can you no, show me I'm not, one I'm just athlete? Saying, like, and the, the so if they have a, a footage i you know he's gonna go to jail if the, if they don't there's nothing they can do but the nfl can't because it's a private league they can mm-hmm. suspend him and they're going to do that and that's going to put question marks on him the, in my opinion, okay, so just my opinion, I believe that the investigation is going to go on for a long time. 23 cases is not little. This is a serious... 24, not 23, 24. 24 now, you're right. <laughs> 24 now and adding, counting, okay? This is going to go on for a while. This dude is not going to play for a while. He's going to be one of those forgotten QBs. And I, if, you know, if you yeah. have him, I'm selling and just forget about it, dude. You know? Yeah, I, I, I hate I, this is not acceptable behavior in, in our society. This should not be allowed. This guy's a terrible person. Does not deserve any of the hype. Honestly, I hope they allow him to play, and he should have to don't. He should have to pay every cent of that two hundred plus million dollar contract to those women. Mm-hmm. Every cent. The the twenty four women that he did this to. Yeah, that would be a great move. We know that's not going to happen. But... It's not going to happen. But like, yeah. I not acceptable Dude, behavior so at all and repulsive. And just um, I, I hope the NFL just just does something, you know, because yeah. they, they've been doing some good stuff lately. And hopefully and this been, one of those cases. And the fact that Deshaun Watson's lawyer went on the radio in Houston and said happy endings aren't illegal, just admitting to the crime. And yeah. like that wasn't really the crime people were 
like it's not even pushing that, you like, for it's... it was the sexual assault allegations that went along with it like if you're saying that it happened and that these women felt uncomfortable that is sexual yeah. assault like hard yeah. stop yeah this guy if the nfl allows him to play they every female fan that they've been trying to get for the last decade and a half will stop watching yeah. i and i i don't blame them. the absolute clown show yeah and this is not acceptable like we we can't allow this to happen. I yeah. I don't care how good Deshaun Watson is at football or for fantasy football. Get him out. He's gone. Yeah. We'll we'll survive without him. We survived without him for a year. He sat out last year, and the NFL was fine. Absolutely. So and so so um to talk about so I want to relate that to Dynasty here. Do you think that impacts some of our guys like David Bell or not nah, David Mario Bell's Cooper? A beast? Nah, David Bell's a beast. Yeah, Amari Cooper's good. Even with Jacoby Brissett, they're not going to put up like elite tier fantasy numbers, but you'll be able to play him in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Which and, I, and does does that for make, that situation? Yeah, and does that make Baker Mayfield a buy? Oh yeah, I've been trying to buy Baker Mayfield this entire offseason. Good. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Baker, if you ever want to come on the podcast, you are a hundred percent welcome to come. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He's a great guy, man. Absolutely, I, I'm in on Baker. I love every. I'll, his commercials yeah. are kind of corny, but I, I like yeah. them. I was going to say, I was going to say, I made a lot of fun of him on the first year because, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but his first year he had more contracts than touchdowns in his rookie <laughs> season, which is pretty funny. Yeah, um, but he's a great guy. Yeah. Hope him all the best. He's probably yeah. going to land somewhere. Oh, dude, if he, I hope he lands in like Seattle. I think that'd be a good fit. Carolina, anywhere that yeah. he actually gets to play, I think's good. It so. would fit in Carolina, honestly. Yeah. Any team that needs a QB, that isn't absolutely terrible. So, but yeah, yeah, you got any final thoughts other than we hate Deshaun Watson? Um, no, I don't think I have any final thoughts, man. I'm just trying to. Trying to get Baker right now. Oh, I think we talked about this uh, off the podcast. I'm also trying to get Mariota. Um, uh, I think that's a one-year rental option at best. Yeah, that's what I need, actually, from one of oh, my Oh, yeah, if you, if you need a one-year rental, like I think he's pretty yeah. cheap. But, yeah, I think I think Mariota will start over Ritter. Ritter's got a lot of flaws in his game that he needs to, to work out. I think he can get there, and I think they're very similar, like we talked about last episode, of just kind of skill-wise, skill set. The, the mobile yep. QB that can throw on the run. Um, so I think if they plug him in, the offense won't really have to change. Yep. So, but yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And so that was pretty much it for today. Uh, I just want to finish off saying if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, uh, please go check it out. Uh, we're going to start posting more content there. So uh, at the 101 Dynasty, that's our Twitter. Uh, and then mine's Mitch. at at ZyxFF, and we will post the Discord um, on the pod. If you want to join the Discord, send us messages. Yep. We'd love to talk with you. Um, and if you want to, if you don't have, if you're not listening on Spotify or wherever you're listening to, and you want to, don't find the link. Um, just shoot me a message on Twitter, and I will, uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, on the next episodes, I don't know for sure which one. But um, if you have any trades or, um, you know, we're going to have the Discord that we're going to use to create some content. So 
we're we're gonna have uh, some rooms for people to discuss um, trades or news and stuff like that, and we might use one of your trades uh, to discuss here on the pod. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter, and if you're interested, um, join our Discord. Thanks Herbert. for uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We're gonna see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.